0: So, this afternoon we'll begin to move into deeper levels of truth and reliability, trustworthiness. And in particular, asking the question how do we move toward something reliable that we can know internally, which is what the Buddha is pointing toward with this experiential kind of knowing. So, just to Bring in a little warning for our Western mind. It's so easy for us to think of truth as an idea that can be understood like a fact. You know, if I do this enough, someday I'm going to get it, <laughs> and then I'll, and then I'll know after that. And I think this isn't such a helpful way to think about it. Um, there's something more immediate about the truth than that or about trust than that instead of something that is out there that can be conceptualized or held so the Zen tradition has a little bit more spacious view of truth and falsehood that I think undermines our fixed western ideas so I want to offer this from Ryokan The ancient Buddhas taught the Dharma not for its own sake but to assist us If we really knew ourselves we would not have to rely on old teachers The wise go right to the core and leap beyond appearances The foolish cleave to details and get ensnared by words and letters Such people envy the accomplishments of others and work feverishly to attain the same things. Cling to truth and it becomes falsehood. Understand falsehood and it becomes truth. (laughs) Truth and falsehood are two sides of a coin. Neither accept nor reject either one. Don't waste your precious time fruitlessly trying to gauge the depths of life's ups and downs. So it could take a while to really understand what that poem is pointing at. But I like the way it has this more fluid view, particularly the a couple lines in the middle, cling to truth and it becomes falsehood, understand falsehood and it becomes truth. So this points exactly, in a way, to the, to the noble truths. Clinging to anything um, makes it a source of suffering. Um, whereas understanding anything, including falsehood or dukkha in some way, understanding that is the path to freedom. um, This to some degree, I guess in saying this I'm linking truth with freedom. You can decide for yourself how that goes, but we talked earlier about the similarity of truth and trust. Both are about something that's reliable. And maybe there's something very interesting about pointing that toward liberation as no one thing, but as something that can be known each moment. So trust is also a bit more fluid. I have another quote about that. This is from something called the Book of Qualities. Trust is the daughter of truth. She has an objective memory, neither embellishing nor denying the past. She is an ideal confidant, gracious, candid, and discreet. Trust talks to people who need to hear her. She listens to those who need to be heard. She sits quietly with those who are skeptical of words. Her presence is subtle, simple, and undeniable. Trust rarely buys round-trip tickets because she is never sure how long she will be gone and when she will return. Trust is at home in the desert and the city, with dolphins and tigers, with outlaws, lovers, and saints. When Trust bought her house, she tore out all the internal walls. Strengthened the foundation and rebuilt the door. Trust is not fragile, but she has no need to advertise her strength. She has a gambler's respect for the interplay between luck and skill, and she is the mother of love. So I like this because it depicts trust as adaptable and not solid it says she rarely buys round trip tickets Um, and she talks to people who need to hear her she listens to those who need to be heard and she sits quietly with those who are skeptical of words so this is something that's different it looks different in different situations so there's something reliable about this statements are being made they may resonate or not but it's, it's sort of too adapt, it's, it's adaptive um, and not able to be defined or confined into something rigid. So with that as kind of a tone, we'll do some walking meditation. Settling in again to a posture that is both upright and relaxed, allowing the mind and body to settle back into the sitting posture. to the sensations of the body. Perhaps some feeling of vibration or tingling. the heat in the body, which may be shifting a bit the way heat waves kind of shimmer. to the sensations of breathing in particular. It's a flow of changing sensations. The touch of the breath on the nostrils or the upper lip. Movement down through the nose, back of the throat chest, maybe into the belly. Your associated sensations, the clothing changes against the body as the breath comes in, goes out. sensation of tension increasing tension or stretching pressure on the in breath and then feeling a falling or relaxation expansion attraction and comes to a stop, the outbreath breath flows through its pattern, fades, <coughs> comes to a stop, ever-changing resting in the flow of the changing sensations of breathing Other sensations in the body have this same changing quality. Even a pain that feels initially solid or tension that feels solid. We really put the attention there. Then that solidity breaks up it's not just a solid wall but there's a whole series of flashes of sensation maybe rapid maybe strong but not quite continuous continuous when we're not looking so carefully change my voice comes and goes street sounds can get very loud or very quiet something different and we sit quietly in this we're seeing something arise it wasn't there and then it is sometimes we see it pass away it was there and then it wasn't experiences arise shift and change and pass away in a sense this is all of experience arising Changing, passing. What is reliable? For the logical mind, it's a question for the heart. be an answer or not and then go back to observing arising, passing, changing experience in this moment When you listen to the bell, stay with the sound as it arises, changes, and passes away.